ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد we're still going over the tremendous chapter from the chapter of aqidah dealing with the fact that the quran is a speech of allah and is not created that the quran is a speech of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is not created this fact is something that is extremely clear and is well known by those who have knowledge of the religion but you will find that ahl al-bid'ah from the jahmiya wa mu'tazila wa ghayrihim and other than them they don't believe properly in this bab and in many other abwab from the abwab al-ilm wa abwab al aqaid they don't believe properly in this affair this issue and many other issues from the issues of aqidah many other issues that are connected to ilm in the in the, in the aqidah and this is because ahl bid'ah one of their most outstanding characteristics is that they are extremely ignorant they are grossly ignorant about the deen of al-islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in surah at-tawbah verse number 6 wa in ahadun min al-mushrikeen istajaraka fa'ajirhu hatta yasma'a kalam Allah Allah ta'ala he says what means and if any one if anyone from the polytheists seeks your protection then grant him protection so that he may hear 
the words of Allah so that he may hear the speech of Allah. Now, so Allah Ta'ala in this ayah, he refers to the Qur'an as Kalam Allah, the speech of Allah. Now, is the speech of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala's speech is not something that is separate from Him. Allah's speech is not separate from Him, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But rather it is from Him. Allah And everything that is from Allah, then is not created. Because it is from Allah. It is not separate from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And yet there is nothing that is from Him, not a single thing that is from Allah, that is created. And this is an important point to understand. So again, from the adilla, from the proofs and the evidences that the Qur'an is the speech of Allah, is ayat number 6 from Surah At-Tawbah. Also, in Surah Al-A'raf, Verse 54 Allah Ta'ala He says Is there not For Allah the khalq And the amr Naam Qala Imam Ibn Uyayna Wa ghayrihi min al-imma And other than him from the imams That what is meant here In this ayah He says Al-khalq خَلْقُ اللَّهُ تُبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَ The khalq, let's refer to the khalq. It is the, that, the creation that belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَ Now, that was intended by khalq, the creation, and that is it not for him, the creation. That Allah ta'ala, he owns the creation. Now, so the khalq in this ayah refers to what? Everything that is created. Refers to everything that is created. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wal-amr. Wal-amr. Naam. This indicates that what? That the amr is outside of the khalq. That the amr is not from the creation. You understand that point? Allah ta'ala, He says, Allah khalq wal-amr. Does it not belong to Allah? The khalq. The khalq is the creation. Wal-amr. And the amr. Which points to the fact that what? That the Amr is something different from the creation. The Amr is not from the creation. Naam. فَقَالَ Imam Amr Al-Qur'an That the Amr in this ayah, it refers to and it means the Qur'an. The Qur'an. Naam. So this is a clear proof that the Qur'an is what? It's not created. Because if it was from creation, then it would have been mentioned and it would have been incorporated and covered by Wal-Khalq. Al-Khalq. But Allah Ta'ala, He didn't stop there. He said, Wal-Amr. And the Amr. And the Amr is the Qur'an. The Khalq is the Khalq. And the Amr is the Qur'an. Ghayl makhluq which is not created. That makes sense? Now, So we have in these two ayat, in these ayatan, 
we have clear evidence that the Quran is a kalam of Allah. In Allah Ta'ala's statement, Hatta Yasma'a Kalam Allah until they hear the speech of Allah. And then we have an ayah from Surah Al-A'raf, verse 54, that this Qur'an is not created. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, wal-amr. And that verily, it belongs to Him, the khalq, the creation, and the amr. And the Amr, as the ulama explained from them, Imam Ibn Uyayna, wa Imam Ahmed, wa Ghirihima, and other than them too, the Amr, it means Al-Qur'an. So this shows us that the Qur'an, it is not created. Now, now these two adilla are clear, direct, to the point. وَقَالَ Umar رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى عَنْهُ القرآن كلام الله ولا تصرفوه على آرائكم. He says the Quran is the speech of Allah. It is not to be handed over to your opinion. It's not. It's not subject to you, to your opinions. That the Quran is the speech of Allah. It is not to be subject to your opinions. Meaning what? We don't understand. We don't. Yani understand this affair by the launching of our opinions. We don't understand this affair by I think, I thought, I contemplated on and came up with. Like, Allah Ta'ala, He says, is His kalam? Is His kalam. Allah Ta'ala explains to us that it's not created. Why? Because nothing from Allah is created. His kalam is from His characteristics. It's from His sifat. And all of Allah Ta'ala's sifat are from Allah and a part of Allah. And there's no part of Allah that is created. So to say that it is, is a heinous thing. It's the most despicable thing. It's, 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 it's an abominable thing. As the ulama explained. فَقَالَ Imam Malik رَحِمُهُ Ta'ala Imam Daru Hijra The Imam of the abode of Hijra قَالَ الْقُرْآنَ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَالِ he said, the Qur'an is the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal. وَيَسْتَفْضَعُ وَيَسْتَفْضَعُ قَوْلْ مَنْ يَقُولْ It is most abominable, the statement of the one who says, Al-Qur'an makhluq. He says that is most abominable, the statement of the one who says that the Qur'an is created. That this is something that's abominable, it's despicable, it is disgusting. Now, what was Imam Malik's suggestion for the likes of these individuals? Because as we said, this is not something that is light. This is not a small affair. What's implied by this is that, 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 is that a portion or a piece of Allah is created. A'udhu billah. Naam, this is something that is horrible. This is a despicable thing. So Imam Malik, he says that the one who says this statement, this is abominable, this is despicable, this is a disgusting statement. The Imam, he said, يُوْجَعُ ضَرْبًا 
He said, whoever says something like that, whoever says that, he says they inflict pain upon him, cause him pain by beating him. He said, whoever says that, they cause him pain by beating him. Now, still Imam Malik. Now, Imam Malik is saying, whoever says the Quran is created, they cause him pain by beating him. And this is for who? The Sultan. For the ruler, now the ruler has the right, as it is within his discretion, he has the right to punish the innovators, as I already explained. They have the right to punish the innovators by whatever means of punishment they deem fit. So Imam Malik is saying that what these individuals, pain should be inflicted upon them. And they should be beat. That's not all he said. To show you how the ulama, the imams, they understood how despicable this thing is. And how awful are the ones who say this. He just didn't say beat him, then that's it. You, you, know, he, you inflict pain on him, you beat him, and then that's it, it's over, that's enough. Nah. He said, Cause him pain, afflict pain upon him by beating him. He said, and then imprison him until he dies. Now, that don't sound like they took that light. Like this was something small. He said, no. He said, cause him pain, inflict pain on him by beating him, and then imprison him. Throw him in jail until he dies. Give him a life sentence. Now, that's, that's, that's pretty... That's pretty yani, serious. Now, and the reason why is as Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, Al-Qur'an kalamullah ghayl makhluq wa man qala makhluq fahuwa kafir. He says, Imam al-Shafi'i, the Qur'an is the speech of Allah. And it's not created. And whoever says that it is created, then verily he is a kafir. He's a disbeliever. You see? Whoever says that it's created, then he's a disbeliever. So this shows you that this is something that is tremendous. This is something to say the Quran is created that is most despicable. And these are imma, this is not an understanding which emanates and they got from themselves. They just come up with this. But rather, as Sheikh Rabbi goes on to say, وَلَمَّا قَالَ أَحْدٌ كَافِرٌ الْقُرْعِيشِ And when one of the disbelievers from the Quraysh, he said, إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا قَوْلُ الْبَشَرِ As Allah Sallallahu informs us in Surah Al-Mudathir, verse 25, he says, explaining to us what this one has said, he said, in verily, this is only the speech of a human being. This is nothing more than the speech of a human being. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in response to that despicable statement that the individual made that the Quran is nothing but human speech, Allah ta'ala, He says, We will cast him into the hellfire. We will cast him into the hellfire. Which shows us what? 
that that statement that the Quran is the speech of human beings is a most despicable statement because the speech of human beings is what is created. So by this individual saying this is nothing but the speech of human beings is is the same as him saying what the Quran is created. So Allah Taala he says that they was they, they, the, 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 the the Jew I mean the uh, the do justice for this individual is what is that he's going to be cast into the hellfire for that statement cast into the hellfire now as it comes in this tremendous surah surah mudathir now it says Allah Ta'ala he says innahu fakkara wa qaddar that verily he thought about it and then he plied it. Meaning that these kuffar, Allah Ta'ala is explaining to us what was going on with the kuffar. Right? That he thought about it when the da'wah was made to him. He was called to Islam to accept la ilaha illallah, to believe in the Quran and the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu This man he thought about it and he plied it. Allah Ta'ala says, he says, so let him be cursed how he plotted. Now, nah, let him be cursed how he plotted. And even moreover, again, let him be cursed how he plotted. This one he thought about it and he plotted. He let him be cursed how he plotted. Again, let him be cursed how he plotted. Thum another. Then he thought about it. Contemplated over it. Then he frowned. And he looked at it in a bad tempered way. Then he turned his back and he was haughty. He was pride. He was filled with pride. He turned his back, filled with pride. And then he said, you know, this is nothing but magic from the old days. This is nothing but magic from of old. Verily, this is nothing more than a word of the human being, speaking about the Qur'an. Saying the Qur'an was magic, saying the Qur'an was from the human beings. Allah Ta'ala, he says, we will enter him, we will cast him into the hellfire. And what will make you know what the hellfire is? It spares not any sinner, nor does it leave anything unburnt. Burning and blackening the skins. Over it, the hellfire are, are, are 19 angels that are the guardians and keeper of the hell. 19 angels who are the guardians and keeper of the hell. Then when he get thrown in, the kafir, he's not coming up. And this is for what? For the one who said that the Quran was holy bashar. It was the speech of human beings. These ayat can be found in Surah Al-Mudathir. And it was ayah 18 to ayah 30. 
So it was ayah 18 to ayah number 30. Huh? Mudathir. Yeah, no, Surah Mudathir. But yeah. Shaykh Rabbi, he goes on, he says, Bashar He said, the statement of the human beings, or the speech of human beings is created. He said, and Allah, He threatened this individual with a tremendously powerful threat, threatening punishment. That He threatened, he threatened this individual with a tremendously powerful threat and punishment. لماذا؟ لأن هذا الطعن في هذا القرآن. He said because this one, or this is to have, uh, or this is to speak ill of the Quran. بأنه سحر. Trying to say that this Quran is nothing but magic. وبأنه قول بشر. And by saying that this is Quran is nothing but the speech of human beings. This is something created. That this is ta'an for the, in, for the Qur'an. To say that the Qur'an is created is to speak ill of the Qur'an. Is, 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 is to speak bad about the Qur'an. Naam. The Shaykh, he says, هَذَا تَنَقُّسُ وَالطَّعَنُ فِي هَذَا Qur'an. This is to belittle and to speak bad about the Qur'an. أَنَّذِي هُوَ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ The Qur'an which is the speech of Allah. أَنْزَلَهُ اللَّهُ لِهِدَايَةِ الْبَشَرِ that Allah Ta'ala He sent down this Qur'an to guide human beings. لَيْسَ بِمَخْلُوقِ It's not created. لَأَنَّ مُعْتَزِلَ وَالْجَهْمِيَّ وَالْبَاطِنِيَّ وَالْرَوَافِضِ وَالْخَوَارِجِ وَكُلُّ فِئَاتَ الضَّلَالِ تَخْتَلِفِ He said because the, the Mu'tazila and the Jahmiyyah and the Baqiniyyah and the Rawafid at the Khawarij and all of the groups who are astray, all these groups who are astray, that they that their speak that their statements differ. Their statements in this affair differ, right? Lakin Muadaha and but the end result of each of their statements is that Allah does, does not speak. So they have different ways of trying to be slick in articulating this. They're different. But at the end of the day, they're all saying that Allah does not speak. Huh? The Shaykh he says, حَتَّى الْأَشَاعِرَ تَأَثِّرُوا بِالْمُعْتَزِلَ He said, and so you find that even the Ashaira, the Ash'aris, who were influenced by the Mu'tazila, the first generations from them, they used to say, Al-Kalam huwa sifa, qa'ima, bidhatillah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will say on one side of their mouth that, the, that, that speech is a characteristic that belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The speech is a characteristic that belongs to Allah, a binding characteristic that belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لكن هذا القرآن ليس كلامه But they will say, but this Qur'an is not his speech. You see? So one breath, one side of their mouth, they say, oh yeah, the Qur'an, or they say, yes, Allah speaks. And, and his speech, it is a characteristic of his. But the Qur'an is not his speech. 
You see? They say, but the Quran is not speech. Now, this is why you have to be careful. Because Ahl Bid'ah, the people of innovation, they don't come with 100% Ba'atul. You see? They don't come with 100% Ba'atul. They don't come with something that is completely erroneous. But they mix the truth with the falsehood. They mix it together. They'll open you up by a true statement. You see? Like this. Al-Kalam Sifa. The Quran or, or speech, this is a characteristic of Allah. So that's that's true. That's true. So they hit you with the truth, right? Open you up, soften you up, then they take you out with falsehood. But the Quran is not a speech. So you have to be careful now. And this is why the ulama they warn. They warn the people of the Sunnah. And they warn the Muslims in general. Do not read from the books of Ahl Bid'ah. Don't read their books, period. Right? Why? Why don't we read their books? Because by reading their books, we will be subjecting ourselves to go astray. Now, then you have people who say, well, I'll read the book and I'll take the good and lead the bad. That's what they say. Right? They say, don't throw the baby out with the bath water. You read the book, you gain benefit from it. And you, you take the good, you lead it back. Then they bring up things like, well, we can even take any from 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 you know from ish from shaitan. And they try to quote, they misquote the hadith of Abu Huraira when the shaitan came to him in Ramadan in the form of a human and so on and so forth. Right? He then he got caught stealing. And then finally that he let him go, he got caught, he let him go. And then finally he said, Listen, I'm gonna tell you something and, and as a bargain. I tell you this piece of knowledge and then you let me go. Right? So then he told him about reciting Ayatul Kursi before going to sleep and how it's a protection. The Shayatin can't mess with that person and that. So he tried to say, Look, look, you see, in this hadith, the Shaytan says something was true. Even Shaytan says something true, you gotta take it. Yes, yes, Allah. Also, if you look at this hadith, you find in it the proof that this is not the case. Right? Is that what? Is that how do we know the shaitan spoke the truth? Because the Prophet informed us that what he said was true. So we have a text to show us that that kalam was true. You understand? And Abu Huraira, right? He just didn't take that kalam and say, okay, this is the haq. That's it. No. But what did he do? He referred it back to the Prophet ﷺ to check it. This is what I, this is what I was told. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, He said, He said, he told you the truth, but he's an extreme liar. So how do we know that what he said was true? Because the Prophet ﷺ told us it was true. You understand? But, so how you can't use that now? Even take knowledge from the shaitan. How? The shaitan tell you something, he's a liar. Right? So how you, so you just don't take it for him. And that's why Abu Huraira just didn't take it. But rather he referred it back to the Prophet and he took what the Prophet said, not when he was informed. 
He didn't, he didn't take it, hook, line, and sinker, when the Shaykhban told him no. He referred it back to the Prophet Sallallahu When the Prophet Sallallahu told him that, yes, this is the, this is the truth, this is the haq, then he accepted that ilm from who? From the Prophet Sallallahu who verified. You see? It's a difference. And this is because, as Shaykh Rabir, he says that, you'll find the people who make this statement that will take the good and lead it back, right? He says, you find that they are from the common people. Who, don't, who are not known for knowledge. He said that what happens 10 times out of 10 is that what? Is they take the good and the bad. Because they don't know what's what. Something comes across, it sounds good. So you take it. Believing is good, but really it's bad. Like here. They say, Allah has speech. He speaks. His speech is from his characteristics, but the Quran is not his speech. But rather, it is just. A representation of his speech, meaning that this is just we have any, uh, been informed about what Allah said. This is what they try to say. They try to make it seem like the Quran was the speech of those angels that came to the Prophet Sallallahu informing informing the Prophet what Allah said, but it wasn't Allah's speech. That's what they try to say. Now, a person who don't know any better, he might say, "Okay, that sounds." That's not true. So we take it. Now, nah, so we take it. The Mubtadi'een don't give you the courtesy of letting you know that they Mubtadi'een. They don't come and say, I'm a Mubtadi'een. I'm a Mubtadi'een. I want to teach you, follow me, like this. Not. They come and say, I'm from Ahl Sunnah, wa Jama'ah. This is what they come and say, I'm from Ahl Sunnah. I'm a good person. So on and so forth. Then they start giving you a bunch of nonsense. Another example of this, how you have to be careful while we don't read their books, how they can get taken out without knowing. One of their imams from the Ash'aris, he has a book about the Qur'an where he wrote that the Qur'an was revealed to Lawh al-Mahfuz in Ramadan. Is that right or wrong? That's true. Ramadan was revealed to Lawh al-Mahfuz. But they always chase it up with a false statement. And then he said, So Jibreel alayhi salam, he took the Qur'an from Lawh al-Mahfuz and brought it down to the Prophet sallallahu piece by piece over the course of 23 years. You see? Now a person may read that and say, Okay, sounds fine. Right? Person may read that and say, sounds fine. We know it was revealed to Lohan Mahfoul. Jibril took from Lohan Mahfoul and brought it down piece by piece. Okay? And they run with that. And they think it's khair. They think they have something from any, something from knowledge. But this is how deceitful and tricky these individuals are. Why did he say that? Because first, is that what happened? No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Yes, the Qur'an was built to Lawh al-Mahfuz, but Jibril didn't take it from Lawh al-Mahfuz and bring it to the Prophet So that has to be known first and foremost. That didn't happen like that. But why did he present it in that fashion? He presented it in that fashion because he denied this attribute of Allah Ta'ala. He denied. You know, he didn't believe that Allah spoke. He didn't believe that Allah spoke. Nah? So because he didn't believe that Allah spoke, the only rational way Jibril could have gotten the Quran and taken it to the Prophet is if he took it from Lawh al-Mahfuz. That's why he put it like that. 
Because he didn't believe that Allah spoke. So he gives you this in place of the true aqidah that Jibreel heard the Quran from Allah and brought it to the Prophet. Now, so you have to be careful. They're very tricky. So what's the best way of being careful? You just don't look at their books. Now, and why would you? Why would you need to? As Shaykh Uthaymeen, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said that there is no true statement that an innovator said except that the people of the truth already said it. Right? Because an innovator, even if he says something that's true, obviously he's not the first person to say that truthful statement. You understand? You'll find that people of the truth already said that statement, freed you from, from his you know, conveying that statement. So therefore, the Shaykh said, we don't need to look at the people of, of, of falsehood for anything. Because whatever truth they may have with them, the people of truth already got. So why waste our time with them? Right? The one who say he takes from everybody, they're not. He's like, he's like the ravaged dog. Right? Because dogs, what they do? They go to the junkyard, they go to the garbages, and they sift through the garbage for, for good food. Right? The dog, he goes to the garbage and he sifts through the garbage and he try to find a good food. He try to find the, the bones with the, um, the meat on them still. Still got the gristles and things like that that could be eaten. Uh-huh. He sifts through the garbage for good food. This is like the Mutajah. This is like the one who says, I want to read everybody's stuff. He's sifting through garbage for the good stuff. Right? But the, the Sunni, the person in the Sunnah, he's like the bee. It's like the bee. Because the bee, the bee don't play those games. The bee only take his nectar from the flowers. He don't mess around with garbage. He take his nectar from the flowers. The real stuff, now. So he takes the nectar from the flowers, and what is he produced by that? Honey. You see? Honey. Baby, we know what the dogs produce. Because they don't, don't always eat just good stuff. Right? They might eat a bone and got some other, you know, pollutants on it and things like that. And we know what come out of the dog. Is that some people, if you put your shoe in it, I know people just throw the shoe away. Hold on. Huh? I'm not yani, advocating that, but I'm just saying this is how despicable what they produce is. You put your foot in it, khalas. Some people just say, you don't even try to watch this, throw it away. Just throw it out. Nah, that's what they say. Uh, and the reason is because these individuals are tricky. You see? So they're saying that, acting like they believe, but they really don't. Or they say what? Quran sifa qa'ima bidatillah. Laysa bi harf wala sawt. Walakin. They say they say that speech is a this is what some you find some bid'ah, people of bid'ah they say. That speech is a characteristic of Allah. It is a characteristic from Allah. Right? But now check this out. They say, but Allah speaks without using letters and without using a voice. You see? Allah speaks without using letters and without using a voice. So what is the end result of this? A person who speaks but he is no letters and is no voice. Is that what? He don't speak. Now. So in one breath they affirm speech, then in the next breath, the next sentence they deny it. They say, Oh yeah, he speaks but without 
without uh, words and without voice. Right? That's like me saying, oh yeah, the brother eats, but without chewing and without food. Then you're going to say what? Then he didn't eat. He didn't eat. Right? Oh, but he eats, but he don't chew, he don't swallow, and he don't, there's no food there. But he eats. This is tantamount of saying what? He don't, he don't eat, man. He don't. But he, so this is, this is some of the games in which they play. So this is why Sheikh Rabia, he said that you find that all of them, in one breath, they'll say and make claims that, that, that Allah speaks, and then in the next one, you'll find the end result is the same. They actually believe that He doesn't speak. They actually believe that He doesn't speak. Now, I mean, this is the way that people have been out. They mix truth and falsehood. They open you up with the truth, and then they take you out with falsehood. Because Sheikh Rabbi said, if this is the case, he said, So they say, So therefore, this Quran is not Allah's speech. Because Allah don't speak with letters and in a voice. Now, the Shaykh said, That's Allah Afiyah. We ask Allah protection. He said, He said, From the Ash'aris of later times, من صرح بأن القرآن مخلوق مع الأسف. He said, "Are those who just straight up say the Quran is created?" He said, "This is with great regret that the later Ashadis they just they you know they figured we're not gonna play the games our forefathers played from the Ashadis So they just come straight up and say, you know, the Quran is just it's created. That's it. Alhamdulillah. And the 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 Adilla of Kitab and Sunnah show the philosophy of that." Now, the thought of the Salaf, the narration of the Salaf, so that that's false. And then they, then they say the Quran, Kalamullah. Or the uh, Afwan, so the Shaykh, he says, Quran, Kalamullah, So thus, the Quran is a speech of Allah and is not created. Now, well, Quran, well, Kalamullah, Kullahu. And the speech of Allah, all of it, or none of it is created. None of Allah's speech is created. Naam. But these ones from Ahl al-Bid'ah, when they started with this fitna, they used to say, They would say, they would say Allah's speech, Allah created it without any place. You see now the games they play, right? Because they can't just come from day one and say it's not Allah's speech. Because nobody would agree with them in that. They can't just come day one and say the Quran is created. Because nobody would have gone for that. So they come with these tricky slogans. Allah's speech, He created it without a place. Right? So He said, So what does that even mean? This might not have the kalam. But because they got something in it, Allah's speech, hook people in. Okay. You know? And then, and then they went on, and then these people went on to say, Kalam Allah. It's a speech of Allah. Lakin, lakinahu kama taqul. But it's like saying, they say, yeah, it's, it's Allah's speech, but it's not really Allah's speech. It's like when you say, Naqatullah, Allah's camel. Or it's like when you say, Baytullah, Allah's house. They say meaning this is referring something created and linking something that's created to the creator. 
This is what they try to say. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of speech, but not like you think. It's a lot of speech in the same sense of the camel being a lost camel. The house being a lost house. You're linking something created to the creator. You see the games they play, right? Now, if you don't have the proper amount of knowledge, how are you gonna how are you gonna how are you gonna unravel those knots and get rid of and, and escape that 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 net of bid'ah and that evil of bid'ah? You see, this is why we don't play games. As Sheikh Rabbi he says, save your neck, save your skin. Don't play around these people. Save your skin because they might bring a doubt that take you out. Now, they might bring a doubt that take you out. That's why we don't mix with them. That's why we don't sit with them. Because if you do, eventually what? You'll start to be like them. You'll start to become like them. They'll start to rub off on you. This is why the Imma, in the past, when the Muqtadir will come and try to talk to him, they'll put their fingers in their ears. Muqtadir come, he try to start reciting Quran, they put their fingers in their ears. He try to start reciting Hadith, they put their fingers in their ears. Now, Why? Because they said we scared that, 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 that they may change the words around or they may do something and it falls in my heart and then now I become mutadir. But they wouldn't even listen to them just recite Quran. They wouldn't listen to them just recite hadith. So how in the world are we gonna call ourselves people to Sunnah and then we gonna listen to their tapes, listen to their CDs, follow them on YouTube, go to their websites, go to their lectures, so on and so forth, and hear the whole lecture. But they're talking about, yeah, we on the way to sell it. Okay, that how? How are you in the way to sell up? Ain't nobody from the sell up did that stuff. Really? I couldn't hide. These ones, that's what they come and say. It's a lot of speech without any place. Or, what they say, They say it's the speech of Allah, but it's like Allah says, The she camel of Allah, so on and so forth. This shows you their ignorance. From the principles of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Let me put that more clearer. Because sometimes, you know, you say Ahl Sunnah, you say from the principles of the Sunnah, from the principles of the Salafis, and so on and so forth, and people start thinking like this is something different. No. Let me make it clearer. From the principles of Islam, right? From the principles of Islam. Because you know Imam Babrahari. Rahimullah Ta'ala, he says that Islam is the Sunnah and the Sunnah is Islam. Islam who was Sunnah was Sunnah heal Islam. Now, Islam is the Sunnah and the Sunnah is Islam. Shaykh Ubay, Shaykh Ubay, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said, As Salafiyya heal Islam, will Islam who was Salafiyya. Allahu Akbar. He said that Salafiyya is Islam and Islam is Salafiyya. To make it clear, sometimes you say Salafiyya, people think you're talking about something different. No, we're talking about Islam. Okay? Because Islam is Salafiyya and Salafiyya is Islam. Salafiyya is Islam and Islam is Salafiyya. So that's why I said, let me take it back because I want you to think that this is a principle that's something that was invented. Like, this is the principle as Shaykh Rabia said, as Salafiyya he admit Allah. This is what Shaykh Rabia said. He said Salafiyya is from Allah. Salafiyya is from Allah because Salafiyya is Islam. So, from the principles of Islam, this is very important you understand this point. From the principles of Islam when it deals with Allah's names or deals with Allah's attributes, right? Is that how do we know something is Allah's attribute? 
Because you have things that are linked and connected to Allah that are not His attributes. So how do we know the difference? Shaykh Uthaymeen, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said, as those from the ulama and the salaf, from the sahaba to our time, from the prophet to the sahaba to our time, believed and explained, is that any attribute or anything, afwan, anything that's connected to Allah, if it could exist by itself, then it's not an attribute. This is a principle. Anything that's connected to Allah, if it could exist by itself, meaning that it's something that is separate, that is its own entity, right? Then it's not an attribute. So naqa, the she camel, is that an entity by itself? Yes. Right? It's an entity by itself. She camels exist by themselves. So this is not an attribute of Allah. Right? Bait. Let me say bait to Allah. A house. This is an entity by itself. It exists by itself. Right? So therefore what? It's not an attribute. They say, however, anything that is connected and linked to Allah, that is, it, 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 it can't exist except that it has to have an owner, then this is an attribute. They say, for example, yad, the hand of Allah, right? Can a hand exist by itself? In other words, is a hand an entity by itself or is it always connected to something? Is there such thing as a hand that's just an entity and it, and it I don't know, fingers around? I don't want to say walks around, but walks around with his fingers, I guess. And that's, and that's, a, and that's a thing? Huh? Nah. Every hand is connected to what? To an owner. So if you say the hand of Allah, then this what? This is an attribute. Because hands just don't be out there floating around by themselves. Likewise, you say Allah Ta'ala has eyes. Eyes. Do eyes have owners? Yes. Are there eyes that are just by themselves, like a house sits by itself? No. So therefore what? According to the principle, it's an attribute of Allah's time. But likewise, kalam. Kalam. Speech. Is, is speech something that just exists by itself? Or does it, is it linked to an owner? It's linked to an owner. So therefore, we see that what? It is not like saying Naqqas Allah. It's not like saying the Shikam of Allah. It's not like saying the house of Allah. They're different. Because a house stands by itself. A Shikam is by itself. But speech requires an owner. So therefore speech is a characteristic of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And once we have established and understood it's from Allah Ta'ala's characteristics, then we understand what? It's not created. Because nothing from Allah is created. Nothing from Allah Ta'ala is created. Now, because his speech is what? Is from Allah and nothing from Allah is created. So we see the philosophy in what they're trying to say. Now, and so once we have understood this and have known this, then as Shaykh Rabia he says about what these people say, how, oh, the speech of Allah is like the sheep camel of Allah, like the house of Allah, so on and so forth. The Shaykh he says, Hada talbisihim, Hada min talbisihim. This is from their deceptions and from their lies. From their deceptions and from their lies. You see, they mix stuff up together. They mix the truth and the falsehood. You see? They say, well, the naqa, the sheep camel, is not a characteristic of Allah, not an attribute of Allah. 
That's true. The house is not a characteristic of Allah. Right? It's not an attribute of Allah. That's true. But then they try to throw in there something that is an attribute. And Kalam, La. Now you're trying to mix truth and fault. La. The house is not. Naqa is not. Because of the principle. They, they, they stand by themselves. Amma Kalam. Every kalam has what? An owner. So if it's linked to Allah, the speech of Allah, then it's from Allah. Whatever's from Allah is not created. You see how they mix the truth and the falsehood. This is why Ahl Sunnah, we don't deal with this with the Mubtadi'een. We don't deal with the innovators. Period. We don't sit with them, we don't eat with them, we don't drink with them, and if we're not gonna sit and eat and drink with somebody, then we definitely not gonna listen to them talking about Islam, we definitely not gonna read their books, we definitely not gonna visit their websites, we definitely not gonna follow them on YouTube or even look at anything they do on YouTube, we definitely not gonna listen to their CDs and run around with them in our car listening that we not we don't we don't listen nothing from Muqtadir, period. Why? To safeguard ourselves. To safeguard ourselves, because they might come with some trickiness like that, and it might take us out. Now, nah, might take us out. This is the way of the people of the Sunnah. This is how we gotta be if we want safety. And we ask that Allah Ta'ala fortify us upon the Sunnah. Uh, we ask that Allah Ta'ala blesses us to have knowledge. Blesses us to have knowledge. And implement that knowledge. So we may be of those on the Sunnah. Because remember, people are known by their actions, not by their claims. Okay? Person can claim a claim. That don't mean that's what it is. Person is known by his actions, by his reality, what he really upon. In order to be from the people of the Sunnah, in order to be a Salafi, then you have to have knowledge. You have to have knowledge about Islam and implement it. Gotta have knowledge about Islam and implement it. You have to know the proper Islamic beliefs and believe it. You have to know the proper the proper Islamic methodology and then live your life in accordance to it. That's how you be a Salafi. But just because you say you Salafi, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. Claim don't make reality. Reality is that which would validate the claim. So this is important. And the only way we're going to know this, we got to study it. We got to study it. We got to study it. We got to study it so we can live on it and be on it. Other than that, it's not going to benefit. Just claims. So this is why we this is why we take these things serious. This is why we spend the time going over these things and studying these things so that we may implement it and live it and be upon it. This is what we are what we are about. Whoever likes that, alhamdulillah. Whoever don't like that, whoever hates that, alhamdulillah. We don't care about people who hate it. You like it, you wanna be with the people of Sunnah, alhamdulillah. You hate it, you know you don't want to be a people of the Sunnah, then get lost. Period. Now because the truth has more right to be followed and falsehood has more right to be left. So we leave the falsehood and its people. We leave the falsehood and its people. And we connect ourselves, link link ourselves to and hold on to when our molality the truth. And we hold on and we stick around and be with the people of the truth. Ma'am, and this is our way. This is our way. This is our way. Let's have a qadr. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.